Welcome everybody to episode 3 of The Tech Box. I'm David Rich and I'm joined, and I'll say as always, by Mr. James Honeyball. Hello James. Good evening. And uh, our regular host as well, Richard Yates. Hello Richard. Good evening everybody. And all the way from New York City, I'm led to believe, uh, Andy Hagen. Hello Andy. Hi there, yep, still in in New York and uh, recording in Queens. Ah, and it's an acceptable time for you to be recording, is it, I think? Yeah, it's about 3.30 in the afternoon, so it's a nice time for me, not in the middle of the night. What's <laughs> the weather like over there at the moment, Andy? Oh, we've got to do the weather. It's absolutely yeah. glorious. My God, it's about... Uh, well, I've got to do a quick conversion in my head now, haven't I? Back into Celsius. It's about 26 degrees, almost cloudless oh, nice. sky. Lovely. Mm, too hot for me, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's been doing podcasts with Ted for too long, that's why. Yeah, well, you know, rain's a bit too far, but I do like a nice sort of probably about 14 or 15 degrees. No wind, no wind. Can I break tech podcast tradition and just say I don't have a cold or I'm not recovering from any type of cold? Raw. It's all that sun, though, isn't it? (laughs) It's probably too much sun, actually. (laughs) Uh, James, are you feeling any better? I think you've got a tickly cough, haven't you? Well, I was feeling absolutely fine until I sat down to record the podcast and then uh, my cough came back, which is a little bit uh, unpleasant. But apart from that, I'm fighting fit, yeah. It's all that healthy living, I think, definitely. So, um, Richard, you've been buying this week, but we will come to that. I thought we would kick off, well, we thought we would kick off and discuss the aloe disaster that we challenged ourselves with. Did I, did I already, have I already just summed it up in one line, have I? Um, to me, I think it's a, a horrible monstrosity that should be consigned to the bean pronto, or, or alternatively, Google should try and do it properly and actually put some proper effort into things like a, a web version. And uh, no, it's just horrible. It's vile. I really don't like it at all. So, before we slate it too badly, James, Andy, uh, you were in on this as well. Can anyone think of any yes. good points? So you did notice that I did manage to post some animated GIFs at every opportunity. Yeah, I thought, mm. you know, um, I thought that's typical James. So typical James. That, at least it has that. But did you notice that the, the GIFs kind of take up the entire screen? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and you, can't, you can't turn them off, you know, like you can't freeze them. So unless people continue to uh, comment or, you know, post more text this the, the the gif is just staring at you the whole time and it's it's a little bit annoying but yeah. you know for me i just feel like the whole in interface is very much geared towards oh. teenagers i mean it's we're just bumpy old men so we're probably gonna slate it big time because it's not really aimed at at the likes of us but i mean if you're you know 14 years old having a gif jumping around at you constantly is probably the best thing ever but but the whole interface design just looks horrible. I mean, the, yeah. the text doesn't stand out well. If you change the theme, it changes it for everyone, and I don't believe it yes. does that with WhatsApp. Yeah, that, that's a, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? We, we, you remember have, we've had that several times, haven't we, where somebody thinks, oh, oh I'll, play, I'll play with this, and next time you log in, it's lurid Some yellow tasteless. or bright pink. Or, yeah. or, you, or, or like Andy says, you've got horrible gifts like the one I've just found. I mean... <laughs> Who wants that on their social media? I, I, I agree with Andy. It's um, the teenager's paradise, I think. It is too big. That the, the, when you send a GIF, it's too big and it takes up too much of the screen, definitely. But you need that capability in there. No, I, I fully agree. But let's let's take something like Tweetbot, for example. You can change yeah. the size of the images, so you can have them small, medium. I think, or, or you know, all the screen like a loaded. And I, and I think probably that's an, a nicer option to to be able to have. I think, yeah, you need the implementation. But so the, I, I, who's designing this app? Because the way that the text box comes through, they just look horrible. 
yeah. all the time. You're struggling to see who's talking to you. It's got a big name, uh, number bolted on after it with a plus, and then you read area code. Why not hide all that stuff? Keep well, it hidden away? Because well, I, tr- I tried and I couldn't. It's, it's just vile. I mean, it's, it's like having this Google Assistant integration is really odd because I think it was, was it Moira and you, Dave? Or, you, or James and Moira? I think it was actually. James. Yeah. Who, who, uh, James was happily posting GIFs of poo, which is you know, not really what I want to spend a, a multimedia device on. And, and, and it got into a loop, didn't it? Where it would, I was taking the talk, first suggestion that it gave yeah. me and it seemed quite insistent that I post that. So I just kept pressing whatever the first uh, <laughs> yeah. recommendation was. Well, I'm a little bit surprised. Sort of at, um, sorry, I'm a little bit sorry, surprised. Yeah. This being a Google product, it's not very good at syncing. So I just, you know, in the last 24 hours, switched over from an S7 Edge to the new S8. And of course, when I was installing apps and everything, I had to put uh, Allo back on here. And amazingly, it didn't remember who I was. And so I had to put. Um, in fact, I don't even. I don't even know if I put a new uh, avatar on there yet because it's just gone back to like the the standard blank avatar and um I, I was surprised at that because usually you'd think with google you know it doesn't matter what um google device you're using on android it would just sync across but but it doesn't you know, just i mean the thing that i find really weird is the way that this this google assistant works because you're not very careful you can't get out of it i mean for example look at what i've just put on there now andy can you can you get to it yeah well I mean, syncing yeah and then google the, assistant yeah. what do you mean Definition yeah. of syncing, and then it brings up dictionary. Sure, yeah. Then keep going for sync. <laughs> yeah. Who Who is Andy Hagen? And there's a, a picture of a, a walrus on here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what it then goes on to say. It tells me that there's an Andy Hagen who's a, a liberal Demo- Democrat candidate for Hartlepool, <laughs> yeah. which is my so other life. Is by out. the way, my secret <laughs> is out. I yeah. I'm canvassing Hartlepool from New York. But it's very hard to just get out of this loop. It's just silly. How it does feel yeah. like a vehicle, doesn't it, for yeah. Google Assistant? Yeah, it, it, but I don't think it, it adds. I don't think it adds value, though, does it? I mean, what value has that just added to that conversation there? Nothing in in my book. The I, suggestions I, are interesting. Whenever you, whenever I've put some uh, replies together, it then gives me three or four suggestions on what I should say next. And I think to myself, well, yeah, they're plausible options of what I might want to say next. Now I've never selected any of them, so they've not been that good but you can see that there's some decent technology underlying it it is mm. quite clever though because i mean it's just come up and said would i like some pictures and one of them is is actually the, the one and only new york resident mr andy hagan with a red nokia 808 so you know it, it, it's not totally done are we using are we all using this on ios are we who's what device obviously andy you're on the s8 aren't you i'm on the s8 yeah Richard, what are you using? Uh, this is this is on uh, um, uh, iPhone Seven Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Same for you, is it, James? Yeah, and me. So maybe, maybe it's better on a Andy. Is it better on an Android device? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this was good. I mean, I don't really enjoy <laughs> using it, so <laughs> I'm afraid no. I'm probably with the uh, the the iPhone crowd on this one. Just a side note: when Richard told me that there was Andy Hagen, uh, Liberal Democrat from Hartlepool, I actually contacted him on Twitter, and he wrote back to me. <laughs> <laughs> one Andy Hagen to another. He said, "How did you find me? How did you find me?" I said, "Oh, a friend of mine pointed you out on uh, on Twitter, and here we are." <laughs> I'd probably life. have a beer with him one day. It'd be quite funny. Mind you, the good thing now, Andy, is that when when people are trying to uh, follow you from your place of work, you can just point them to his uh, his Twitter handle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I start wearing some yellow ties to work. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what about the theme I've just put on there? Isn't that beautiful? Aztec yellow. Look. Yeah, that just has no practical use, does it? But why does me changing it change it for how you see it? it, it it's, I, I, it's yeah, logical. Th- there's no need for that, is there? I don't want yellow. I mean, but that's the thing. I couldn't find a nice one, neither. I think no. they're all pretty... They're I mean, all pretty grim. Yeah. yeah, if you have white, but I think it, it's it's weird that see. you can't change it just for you though. You have to change it, and then I mean, I I changed it thinking, oh, that's that's that was god awful, and I changed it to the sort of uh, the, the yellow and blue gradient, and then I realised that everyone everyone's had changed to that, and yeah. then Richard just changed it to the yellow one, and that's affected everybody. I mean, it it could be very nice for you, it could be terrible for somebody else. I just think it's weird that it changes for everybody. That's I, I kind of think that I kind of think the theme should change for everyone because I think that's the theme of the conversation so mm. i think you might want to try and you, you might if, you, if it's a big group of you you're never going to be able to settle on one but i think that yeah i think that the theme should apply for everyone in the conversation okay i think you're probably on your own with that james I am a bit out <laughs> yeah, no, a, it would be helpful if you had a lot of conversations on the go then you would know that the watermelon picture was tech box for instance and then another picture of the, the lemon slices your family or something you know it's um it, it's what a, a it visual reminder you, though, the, yeah what does it say about but, you though, but they're just so it? awful well that's, and that's, the, that's the thing as well when you go into the group so the the main menu it's it's a horrible main menu as well so it lists your chat and there's nothing nice about it it's a white screen with small pokey circles and a bit of text it's uh yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of BBM, actually. I actually think, compared to Aloe, BBM is not that bad. Um, I, I think BBM's vastly better. I mean, things like Glimpse and whatever work really well. Okay, you don't get the, the animated GIFs well. Until until we started this group, I don't think I'd ever once used an animated GIF. My animated GIF days are behind me, I fear. Um, <laughs> never, if, if indeed they ever were there. But it, it just... Oh, it just, I don't know, it's sort of like sugary sweet. It's sugary wash sweet. your mouth at yeah. I think we can agree that it's uh, not Google's finest product no no, I, no. <laughs> no. longevity wise do we think this is going to get disappear um, but Hangouts is still going I suppose I, I actually prefer Hangouts a great deal more to this I've very little used Hangouts but after this I, I think it's far more likely I might give it a go Mm. I mean, I mean, the, the, this has the, exactly the same built-in disadvantages of things like BBM and WhatsApp that it's tied to a phone number. Now, okay, we might be atypical in that we have more than one phone, although there are plenty of people these days who have a work phone and a home phone. Um, but, yeah, not very many will have as many phones as I've got on my desk right now, I don't suppose. Um, but it would be so much better, it seems to me, if, if you had, like, an identity that it, it talked to um, and and... You know, it doesn't quite get there. I mean, I know, I know I've got something like three or four identities on WhatsApp, and I've had to create groups for myself so that so that people can always get hold of me. It's just ridiculous, you know. Yeah, it, I, I've it, done that with WhatsApp. You sort of have add my other number to every group that I'm part of, yeah, just so yeah. that it, it syncs. But at least that's an option, I suppose. Yeah, it is. But it would be so much better if you had a unique identity and it, and it went to whichever device you were you know, logged in on at the time. Um, mm. which, which, you know, for a company like Google especially, shouldn't really be too hard. And, and so to have set it up in such a way that it doesn't do that from the beginning, uh, I think it's a mistake. You know, I mean, apart from anything else, if they had a web interface, which they don't, and, and, and I've got to say, having used WhatsApp's web interface, I think there's lots of things wrong with that, but it sure as hell is better than, than LOs and BBMs because they don't have one. Um, yeah. and, and I do actually 
use WhatsApp on a on a laptop quite often. In fact, do you I, use I'd the web? On, like that. Do you use the web interface for the laptop, Richard? Yeah. So uh, you are aware there's a Mac client for that? Yeah. Yeah, I use it. Yeah. 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 No worries. Yeah. No, because I, that I use that a lot, and I think that's really good. Yeah, but but this is sort of. I mean, I, I was searching around to see what I could find and, and they keep promising they're going to produce a, a web interface for it but it, it still hasn't appeared at the moment it's a, it's a bit like the Alcatel Idol 4 Pro or whatever it is that Steve's been waiting for for about six months now <laughs> so okay Aloe's rubbish then quick straw poll then what's, what's next on the cards because well, I can't I can't use this anymore This is, no. I, I lost faith with it about after two days well, what are our options? We could we could try Telegram, but that's very similar, I think, to WhatsApp. I'd, I'd be kind of inclined to save that personally. Um, what James? else? Well, my favourite is Facebook Messenger, but then I already know that, so I'm quite I'm quite keen to try something new. Do you need a Facebook account for Facebook Messenger? You must do, mustn't you? Right. Okay. Mm, yeah, that might be a bridge too far. <laughs> um, okay. So, quick quick thinking here. We've got Hangouts. Yeah, we've got else. WhatsApp, uh, Facebook Telegram. Messenger, Telegram, Skype, Skype. Andy, can you think of any? I'm thinking of one. I think it's called Line. Line. Yeah, it's Japanese, isn't it? Line. They're, they're the people who never bought used radio it. And, yeah, they bought so the radio know. and closed it down, didn't they? And WeChat is the other office one as well. Yeah, I, WeChat is a very, very, very popular, isn't it? Actually, um, not not in our circles or in our area of the world, but it is a very popular sort of... They do everything, don't they? Make payments, all sorts, with WeChat. It's Ch- right. Chinese, I think, in, in, in basis. Well, how about if we go for WeChat for the next time? Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good to you me. Can't, it you can go for WeChat, Andy? Yeah. I will be shedding no tears uninstalling Allo. Uh, <laughs> it won't be Allo, it will be goodbye. Goodbye, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Well, we'll go for WeChat for next time, and, and we'll we'll see it Great. goes. And actually, this is, this is quite interesting, because... Tomorrow I'm going to be seeing my younger son who lives in London, where he works with a lot of people who are Singaporean. Uh, and uh, I know he has a WeChat account and uses it quite a lot with his friends who are Singaporean. And so I therefore should be able to get some tips out of him as to how the thing works. Hmm. Well, it, like I said, it, there's a there's a low bar at the moment with a low. I think BBM... <laughs> I could get over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we're ranking these, BBM is definitely in the lead at the moment. If yep. we're doing a sort of Top Gear style fastest car lap board, um, yep. let's yeah, see where WeChat comes. There's, there's got to be several also runs in between Allo and, and BBM. I, I, I think, apart from no, no web interface, BBM is actually pretty good, in fact. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, brilliant. So, WeChat, WeChat is. Definitely. R- moving swiftly on, then, Richard. You have got lots of devices that you've been purchasing. I'm, I hear that you're sat there now in sort of a car firm warehouse <laughs> style office. <laughs> Not quite, but it's um, having been very good for a long time, all of a sudden I seem to have got this urge to buy things. But at the moment, I have a, an absolutely massive phone. Uh, I mean, okay. it, it, it is probably one of the largest phones on the market. It's uh, Xiaomi Mi Max 2. Mm. And. The Xiaomi Mi Max 2 is a dual SIM device, um, although it's this rather sort of strange dual SIM where one's micro and one's nano. Um, it has 64 gigabytes of built-in storage, 
Uh, I forgot how much uh, RAM it's got, but it's quite a lot. But it's got a screen to die for. Completely out. I really wasn't prepared for this. I've had several Xiaomi's, and the, and the the screens are usually pretty reasonable. But this one is is absolutely fabulous screen. The the quality of it is great. Um, it's robustly built. It's metal and glass and whatever. It has a, a fingerprint sensor on the back. Camera's probably a little bit average, um, but. Interestingly enough, um, when you when you get one of these Xiaomi's, and, and it's, it's a bit like the way Huawei's used to be a few few years ago, um, you know you you have to sort of customise the launcher and whatever, and that got me thinking, and I, and I remembered that I'd tried out Action Launcher a few years ago, um, and Action Launcher has, has actually transformed this device because Action Launcher now supports Google Now, so um, you basically can have um, most of the current Android O features on pretty much whatever phone you want to, as long as you download the the um, Google Now plugin. So it will do OK Google, for example. This is the point. Yeah, it's it's now. Yeah. It's now speaking <laughs> it's, to us. It's is now, it? Well, it's it's now it's now looking up what I actually said. So that wasn't a very good idea. But, <laughs> it, but 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 that works. And um, you've got all the sort of you know long hold on the screen and get the context menu a bit like um, Force Touch and so on. Um, but this thing is just amazing. The battery goes on forever. It, it is a, a seriously big phone. I mean, there's no, there's no, no two ways about this. If I if I put um, there'll be a little bit of noise now, but if I put my um, seven iPhone seven plus on it, it's probably a centimeter taller and three quarters of a centimeter wider. Um, but it's just a lovely device, and and, and I, I I got it as a sort of a, a package deal from uh, somebody who we probably all have dealt with before, who was. Um, selling off some phones. Uh, I did make the terrible mistake of, of pre-selling one to a, another of our friends, and when it arrived, I thought, oh, that is so lovely, I'd like to hang on to it. But I, I did manage to part with it in the end, um, <laughs> uh, as, as Mike Warner will tell you, uh, in somewhat odd circumstances, but there we go. Um, but this is a really lovely device. I, I am really so impressed. It's good sound quality. Um, it, it's it's just a very, very nice device, and and for the money, it it knocks absolutely anything else out of the water. It is it is astonishingly good. So, how much was this? New, I think they're about two hundred and fifty quid. Um, I didn't pay two hundred and fifty quid for it, but it it it's just a smashing thing. It really yeah. is. That's really not bad it? value at all, really, is it? Two hundred fifty pound for what you described. So, no. quick one though, Richard, you you're saying it's actually taller and bigger than the iPhone Seven Plus? Yeah, 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 it is. So we're sort of moving now, aren't we, to sort of a shrinking world? So we're, it's like we're back sort of in the 90s, really. We're, we're going, we're heading smaller, we're, we're getting more screen, but smaller bezel. Do you think that's going to be an issue if they keep churning out bigger and bigger devices? Is it going to look a bit odd when come September, once the iPhone refreshes, then we've got the Samsung? Do you, do you think it's going well, to hit these Chinese manufacturers or do you think they're going to follow suit? Or do you I, think they can I, do the tech? I think they can do the tech. I mean, let's face it, most of the uh, the top phones are made in, in China and I suppose Korea as well. Um, I'm sure they can do the tech. And, and I, I've, I mean, you'll, you'll remember probably from a couple of years ago when I was talking about Android with, with Kev that, um, you know, it, it a lot of these Chinese phones, if you're prepared to put the investment into customising them a little bit, and I mean, I say customising it a little bit, what did that entail? It entailed downloading Android Launcher and rearranging the icons. I haven't done anything complicated. There's no no fiddling with, um, you know, uh, rooting it or any of that nonsense. Uh, literally put a, put a nice launcher on it and away you go. And, and yeah. it really it really is a lovely device. It's very 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 narrow bezels around the side. A small bezel at top and bottom. Um, 
No, I really, I really like it. The, the battery goes on for hours and hours and hours. Um, and given that I travel a fair bit, it's really nice to have a dual SIM device. Um, yeah. It's funny uh, you should say travel, Richard, because you know there's that uh, ban on tablets and laptops uh, for certain journeys on certain airlines at the moment. And there was a bit of a fear that that ban might extend to more locations and more flights. And I was always thinking at that point, well, a device that's kind of this size, 6.44, probably sneaks in under the uh, yeah. uh, the size restrictions, but would be a fairly decent companion on a flight. Yes, it's, it's just a little bit smaller than uh, the uh, iPad mini. Um, what is interesting is I, I tried it with the um, Bluetooth keyboard I, I use with the iPad mini, and it works absolutely perfectly. So... If you were really pushed to this, you could use this as a, a, a travel laptop. It's got obviously, obviously, in terms of watching media, it's great. Um, in terms of listening to media, there's a pretty loud speaker. Um, it talks quite happily to my AirPods, no problem at all. Yeah. Um, now on flights, I'm more in the business of uh, watching films and things rather than actually you doing the work. You could certainly. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not just thinking only of flights, though, James. I, I don't really fancy the idea of putting a laptop in the hold. And I'm not entirely sure it would come out the other end. Call me cynical. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if I were going on a short business trip, um, yeah, you could you could probably get by with this in a Bluetooth keyboard without an awful lot of stress. Actually, I mean, it, you know, it's obviously got access to all the, um, the you know, all of the Play Store apps. The Play Store came pre-installed. It's not a case of I've had to do anything funny with that either. Which which I have done. I still remember my Meizu Five, I think it was, which was effectively a Chinese. Um, uh, Galaxy, well, what would it be? Probably S six, I suppose, something like that. Lovely, lovely phone, same processor as the uh, as, as the Samsung. But this one, I, I just can't get over the screen. The the original Mi Max was uh, was um decent in a phone, but like it was criticised for not having a particularly good screen and 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 whatever else. This one is just a beautiful screen. It really is really lovely. So, so yeah, I, I hit lucky here. I think. Only 1080, it says on uh, GSM Marina. Yeah, yeah, but the, that... pro- the problem, James, is that I don't have 1080 PIs. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you, I think we've probably had this conversation before. I cannot tell the difference between an HD TV and an ordinary one with my eyes. So when people start talking about, oh, let's go for 4K, well, yeah, you go for 4K if you like. It, it's worth precisely nothing to me because my but, eyes are too bad. But don't don't they make glasses of any prescription though? Not that, not that not that will actually yeah that that's a sore point. Not that we're, not not that will uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, there's definitely a room 101 for uh, for whatever works there when it comes to Vision Express. Hey, See, do, I I just had my glasses upgraded. My my uh, sort of I, I wear contacts and glasses, and I've just had my prescription changed, and it, it's brilliant. Every single time, I I get I can see better and better and better. So the trouble, Dave, is the older you get, the less scope there is to improve them. I think. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, how are the how are we getting hold of these though? Because someone's in the show notes here is mentioning e global global. Oh seen god, bad no, things about them on Twitter. I left right and center. I uh, personally wouldn't touch them. I mean, the problem the problem with e global seems to be they have a track record of uh, they they kind of try and pretend that they're sending it from the UK. So you get track rec- tracking information from I think it's Manchester. Um, you know, but but what actually happens is they sort of smuggle them into the uh, into the EU customs union some way or another. Um, and um, then they finally put them on the DHL for the last sort of little while. But in the meanwhile, you're completely in the dark about what's going on. I mean, I, I had a, a similar thing with um, when I got my G6, uh, where uh, that came from a, a vendor who Gavin recommended. 
And when it arrived, I, you know, I, I got stung for five pounds in duty, and I was thinking, how can it possibly be as little as that? You know, if you if you actually been checked over by customs, the answer was because they lied on the label on the outside. <laughs> um, so so yes, I did gain not paying duty on this phone, but uh, but uh, all of us lost because the duty should have been payable. And, and I think if you do get caught for duty, well, some of these places will refund it, but you know, you, you're not really saving very much. These um, come. Uh, there are th- several uh, vendors on um, AliExpress who who actually send them uh, from um, Hong Kong, or in the case of one of the ones I had, it came from Korea. But it was it was sent properly by DHL. You know, you could track every stage along the way. Duty was paid when it arrived in I think it was Dresden, if I remember rightly. Um, so the whole thing was above board, and you could quite happily wave it at, at customs. But I mean, for for three hundred quid delivered, this is one hell of a device. You know, I mean, when when you think that the the new iPhone and, and the new um, Galaxy Note. I mean, I've had lots of the Galaxy Note range. You think they're going to be sort of something in the range of a thousand pounds? You can have three of these for that, and yeah, you're losing a bit of functionality, and it could do with a better camera. Although in, in bright bright enough light, it's a perfectly good camera. It's just when it gets a bit like it is now, slightly dusky, um, it's not so good. But it, it, it's just an amazing device. I'm, I'm really, really very pleased with it. Okay, so uh, James, you're you're gonna you're thinking of taking the e-global are you well it's, it's difficult not to be tempted isn't it if they're selling um uh, you know flagship phones for 300 quid and it's a, just a bit of a gamble isn't it it's uh you do, do take the a punt route. on it and give it a couple of weeks do, do the gabin route because that was done by dhl it was tracked all the way from start to finish um i knew where well, i mean it was the, the only shame about that was i got the timing wrong um i i ordered the, the g6 uh, it came out in the uk the day after i'd ordered it so i could have just gone down to the local three store to get it although i'd have the smaller memory one without the the quad deck um but the thing that was really frustrating was that easter weekend got in the way so so this thing got all the way from korea with full tracking to east midlands airport in about 48 hours and then it it then took three days to get to me 50 miles away because of the Easter weekend but uh, that that's the people I would go with if you want that sort of thing rather than e-global um I mean yeah okay. Mike Mike has finally got his um his phone from e-global but you know I mean I know um Paul O'Brien for example had one that went faulty and, and basically only got anything done about it by getting PayPal involved well when you start doing that you you make me feel a bit nervous yeah that's where the PayPal. risk gets a little bit too much isn't it yeah I think so I think yeah. so Okay, I'm, I'm going to jump in the notes here, um, James. We'll have our little whinge. I think we'll save it for the end. Um, I'm just reading through and I'm seeing about um, Andy's latest acquisition. and uh, He's been wheeling and dealing uh, over in the US there. So uh, an essay, is it, um, Andy? Well, it was, an, it was as they say, uh, an offer too good to refuse. Um, it, it's, it's still ongoing, I think, at least for another few days. So um, I don't know if anyone's actually going to be able to take hold of this uh, this offer that Samsung themselves are doing. There are a couple of other retailers here that are doing a similar thing with discounting the S8 and the S8 Plus. But I really think the Samsung um, version of the offer is the best one. So basically what they're doing is they're offering um, unlocked S8s and also uh, carrier branded S8s for $150 off their price, which brings it down to uh, $600, which is good enough in itself. But then if you um, agree to send in an older phone, 
um, and the, the list is quite long, they'll take another $150 off. So you end up getting a brand new S8, uh, which I, I got the, the, the blue one unlocked for, for just $450. And the really surprising thing, which is very, very unexpected, is that in the list of the phones that you can send in for this $150 off, it starts off with phones such as the iPhone 7, which I'm almost certain is worth more than $150. Um, the S7, the S6, and so on and so on. But also in the list are a few LG phones. And to be fair, you know, the, the, the G6 and the G5, um, again, they're probably worth a lot more than $150. But the G4, which is really getting long in the tooth at this point, yeah. I actually went on eBay to see if I could get uh, a G4 for $150. And, you know... They're around about $70 here, uh, used, but in good nick. And um, I thought, well, if Samsung want to give me a $150 discount for an old, slightly beaten up G4, they, they're welcome to it. So that went off in, in, the, in the FedEx box. And here I am with a brand new blue unlocked S8 that only cost me $450, which is in Astonishing. pounds. What's that in pounds? 350 about quid. 300, yeah, 350 quid. Is that before tax or after, Andy? So it's before tax. Um, so, so the shipping is free. 15%, something like that? It's about, no, it's about 9%. So it worked It worked That's out to be $460 all in. Wow. With here, various here on, the, uh, on Samsung's website in the UK, it's £689 for that phone. We're it's not getting any good, are Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, yeah, you should feel really good now. What's what's oh. the difference, Andy, between the carrier branded then and the uh, unlocked? Why would why would I choose a carrier branded one if they're the same price? So um, when I when I had the S7 Edge, which was a T-Mobile branded S7 Edge, the difference between that one and the unlocked version, uh, it's still a US version but unlocked, so you weren't going to get you know a, a completely international version. That when you sort of boot it up, it's all in Chinese. It was it was it was aimed at the U.S., but somebody was saying uh, on one of the threads on one of the websites was saying that you want to be careful because with T-Mobile, if you get the unlocked version and put a T-Mobile SIM in there, one of the um, one of the bands is missing from the unlocked one. So while it will function just fine, there will be some some part of the city that you're in, you know, you might get a dead spot because it doesn't contain this one particular radio for, for T-Mobile's uh, LTE data band. Um, of course, the big thing about getting a, a carrier branded uh, device, especially in, in the States, is it is going to be pretty loaded up with bloatware. You're going to have a, a carrier uh, splash screen as, as you start up annoyingly with T-Mobile and I don't know <laughs> I'd love to know if there was a way to turn this off <laughs> but it, you you know you could be on a plane everyone's asleep you could be you know uh, in a library if you have to restart your phone you are going to get the the very loud and annoying T-Mobile jingle as it starts up you know I feel like that that happened on phones you know circa 2002 and they're yeah, still doing it and at and do the same thing so Having an unlocked version is nicer because you don't have any of that kind of guff going on. And the nice thing is that when you do put your uh, T-Mobile, well, in my case, T-Mobile SIM in, it will kind of start to turn some cogs 
and tell you, um, okay, we're going to restart the phone because you've put the SIM card in. We're getting some information from the SIM card. So that's setting up your data. That's setting up your your MMS, your SMS settings. So you don't have to do anything. So everything is very seamless and works really well. Um, but uh, I think Wi-Fi calling might be a slight problem or a Wi-Fi hotspot might be a slight problem with unlocked devices and some carriers. So for instance, if you have an AT&T device and put a T-Mobile SIM in there, you might find that your Wi-Fi hotspot doesn't work. It's little, little quirky things like that that you re- wouldn't really know until you came across them. And then, it, you know, it might be too late at that point. But um, yeah. very happy with this, with this SA. It's a very, very nice device. So I've got I- a question for you then, Andy. Can you actually physically, can you physically get a phone in the US that has all the bands of all the carriers? That is a very good question, James. And again, you'd have to really be sleuthing on GSM Arena, I think, to find to find that out. Um, I know T-Mobile are in the process of opening up a new frequency here. I think it's 600 megahertz or something like that. Um, an older frequency that was previously not used that much. They've managed to grab that to extend their, their 4G um, coverage. So again, you'd really have to do some research. And, and, you know, for people like us, we probably would. But for the average Joe on the street, I mean, they would just walk in and perhaps pick one up from Best Buy and it would be unlocked. And then they find out it doesn't contain all of the bands that they need. That could be a bit of a problem. But they're not going to, they're not really going to research that because that's not what they do. Average Joes. (laughs) Yeah. So... I've got a uh, S8 sat here, Andy, uh, courtesy of Vodafone at the moment. Um, I'll tell you mine. So, just quickly, what's your? How long have you had it? Have you had it quite? You've only just got it, have you? What's? Uh, I, set, I, I finished setting it up this morning, so I've I had it for a couple of days. Okay, so okay, I'll limit you here then. Your what's what's your top three standout features so far? And uh, mine are screen size. Love that. I love the way that I can watch YouTube videos enlarged, even if it does destroy the aspect ratio. Um, the brightness, I really like screen brightness. I am a bit like someone else we know, and I always have mine turned up to the full. Um, and I just like the size of it. The fact that I can actually hold it in one one hand. So. Probably nothing to do with Android because I'm mainly an iOS guy. Um, right. But purely hardware, I absolutely love the fact that I've got that screen size and I can actually put my hand around it. I'm not using it with a case or anything because obviously it's it, you know it's not mine, so I'm not super uh, super white gloves with it, which is quite liberating, I'd say. Um, but I do like the fact that I can literally hold it in one one hand all the time and use it. Whereas my Seven Plus, even without the case on, it's awkward. So three. It's an oven tray, isn't it? it well, it's it's not you. You're going to drop it. <laughs> you really are going <laughs> to drop it. And I don't feel like I'm I'm there with the with the S8. And so the, I've got the S8 Plus as well. And I, I think right the the similar width dimensions aren't they? I think. Well, um, first of all, for me, having come from various phones in the past, uh, you know, mainly from Nokia, where double tap to wake was a a big plus for me. Uh, Moving on to Samsung devices and having not not having that was kind of like a shame. But I think with them putting the fingerprint scanner on the back, actually allowing you to either double tap the home button or press hard on the home button to, to wake up the phone, is great because sometimes you don't want to have to pick the phone up and fiddle around on the back to find the fingerprint scanner just to wake the phone up or or, or hit the uh, you know the power button. It's for yeah. me, I love that. 
I also like the the always on display is is another sort of you know linking back to old Nokia phones. I'm glad that's there, and I'm glad it's very interactive as well. You know, something pops up on on the on the screen while the phone is off, and you've got the always on display. You can double tap a, a, a an SMS and go straight into that. You don't have to sort of open up and then go into various screens. It just goes to that one that's that's been sent. I think that's useful. And the last thing, I mean. I'm going to completely agree with you, David, on the whole size of it and, and the, the, the shape of it and the form of it. I love it. It's been it's early days for me, but actually having a, a smaller device than my S7 Edge, but having a larger screen at the same time yeah, is both lovely. strange and very comforting, comfortable, uh, comforting and satisfying. But the one thing which is very controversial, probably, and I might be a lone ranger on this one, <laughs> I actually really like Bixby. Oh, we don't have Bixby. Yeah, we, we don't have it. Only. Oh, Doesn't... yes, you don't, do you? Well, let me just tell you quickly. Over here, people hate it because it's it's still kind of half-baked. Um, it's not as good as Google Assistant and, you know, various other reasons why people don't like it. But for me, having a, a device that just will not wake up with OK Google, just will not wake up um, from uh, the screen being off, I thought, well, let me just leave that Google Assistant to the side and I'm really going to try using Bixby and see what happens and not only does it always wake up when the screen is off um, once you get used to the sort of quirky the quirkiness of your um, requests you know you have to ask a certain thing in a certain way it's quite easy to get used to though Um, it's been fairly I want want to say flawless for me and um, you know I was chopping up vegetables in the kitchen earlier and this phone was out in the living room on the coffee table and I sort of yelled from the kitchen something about uh, setting a timer, and uh, it just it just did it. Now I know I'm probably a bit of a, a lone ranger when it comes to someone who actually likes Bixby because a lot of people are remapping that button, they're turning the whole thing off, they're you know they're just not using it, they're ignoring it. But um, for me, I'm actually quite enjoying it. Do you think they're remapping it purely because it's out of frustration that there's a whole button dedicated to it and that they want rid rather than the fact that they're actually giving it a go and actually getting to know it and giving it a chance? I mean, I would guess that people are coming from other very capable phones, like, say, a G6, where um, OK Google does actually wake it up from it being asleep and so when you then get a samsung and it doesn't do that you know it like you say it's frustrating and they're very used to using google assistant so why then learn a new thing you know the the the, the fact that the hardware button is on there's probably a bit annoying because then it's something that they're probably never going to use or they don't want to use and so remapping it to activate google or activating the camera or something like that is um i can see that being preferable for them but for me I'm actually really enjoying it, and I I don't know whether you know I will continue to, but um, so far it's it's been it's been okay. So what are the what are the commands that you're using with it then, Andy? So for instance, if you open up the Google Assistant and you just say you know text James Honeyball, it will immediately kind of go into the the messaging app, and you can start to dictate what you want the message to be. If you try that with with Bixby. it's a bit hit and miss you have to say once you've said the magic word you then have to say open messages and text james and then it will say okay what do you want to say so you have to be a little bit 
kind of careful with with the actual uh, in, in order for it not to fail you have to be a bit careful in order for it to work so if i just say you know text richard it will just kind of say i found richard in your contacts and it's like nothing <laughs> nothing that you wanted really um but so yeah do you actually seems... find you actually find that you feel natural interacting with the phone like that because i know that a lot of these phones have got siri and mm-hmm. google assistant but I'm never really compelled to speak to my phones. I've got, I've got kind of always just grabbing, poking, and prodding rather than uh, resorting to speaking to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm home when I'm home alone. You know, I'm, I don't think the cat really cares that I'm talking <laughs> to myself. But uh, you know, walking down the street and you're carrying a couple of shopping bags or something or an umbrella, and then you just want to let somebody know that you're on your way instead of having to sort of manipulate five different things with just two hands or one hand it is quite handy to say you know hey cortana or okay google or whatever and say text so and so i'm on my way that gets sent off you can put your phone back in your pocket and you don't have to risk the phone slipping out of your hand and dropping it because you you really don't have your hands free i don't use the phone like that usually but one of the things I quite like about Bixby, which is slightly different, is that it's very much based around the phone itself as opposed to just being a service. So you can say you can say the magic word and say, you know, open up a certain setting or open up a certain app that you, you know, it would probably take exactly the same amount of time if you used thumbs and fingers and whatnot to, to find that. But it's quite nice to be a bit lazy and just say, you know, I have no idea where I've put that, you know, um, Let's say we get WeChat in and I haven't put it to the home screen. I could just say, hey, Bixby, open up WeChat and it will just do it. Yeah, yeah. that is an interesting aspect to it, isn't it? It's a, they've gone for the angle of it controlling the phone rather than yeah. be, it being a uh, a Google search. Yeah. So my my clock was set to uh, the 12-hour clock. And being being British, I have to have the 24-hour clock, you see. Yeah. And um, I, I couldn't find the time settings in, in settings. I knew it was in there somewhere, time and date, and I couldn't find it. So I thought, right, well, let's give this a go then. Let's let's see what Samsung have cooked up. So I said the magic word and I said open up time and date and then that's what it did. So I didn't have to I didn't have to kind of poke around in the haystack looking for that setting. Bixby did it and I don't I haven't really tested it with with Google on that aspect of things. I feel like Google's much more for you know web based. What do you want to know about the world? What do you want to know about the weather and blah blah blah. Whereas this is very much based around the phone itself, which is a different take. And so far I quite like it. Yeah, the- it sounds good. The the essay is a it's a lovely bit of hardware. I will give it that. And like I said, we don't have Bixby. Um, I think we've probably triggered off every single assistant going in the last uh, five minutes, which is quite quite funny. Um, just a quick one. You probably can sort of offer your opinion on this, Andy and Richard. You've had sure. an essay as well, have you? Yeah, I've, I've got an essay plus. Yeah. What What about you, James? Have you actually have you played with one? No, I've played with one, but I'm I don't have one. What concerns me is the iris scanner. And the reason it concerns me is potentially we're going to get this on the latest iPhone come September, October time, whenever it's released. And I had... It, it was rubbish for me. Andy, is it any better for you, Richard? What's your views? Well, well, I'm thinking I've... if we're going to get this on the iPhone, then I'm quite worried. There's a Let... serious chance if we get this on the iPhone, I might think about not getting it. I mean, the, the reason I say that is because um, my, my experience of iris scanners is, is, is dreadful. Um, the... Mm. The Lumia 950 and XL 
Um, I can't, well, I mean, it literally says, we do not recognize your eyes. And this is when you're looking at the screen and there's a picture of it looking at your eyes. It, it literally, I've never managed to do it. And, and this I'm sure is because I wear very focals. On the, on the S8 Plus, it works about one time in three to the extent that I've more or less given up on it. It's not, yeah, it's, same it's here. not viable. And, and I wonder as well how Apple Pay is going to work if, if the identification is via, Looking at your irises, you're supposed to sort of bow in a sort of quasi-Japanese style over the terminal or something. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, it seems, they, they, seems a bit odd, doesn't it? They're saying that the touch ID or face ID will be the whole face scanned in 3D rather than just a 2D camera trying to scan do, your do and that, irises. That, James, is the key to it because I'll tell you. Well, you know, Richard talked about the N, the uh, the Nokia, sorry, the Lumia 950, and also with this S8. I, I can't be bothered with using, uh, you know, the, the iris scanning or, or the face scanning because it's basically not as quick as using a fingerprint scanner. It's, too it's just not. No, you have no to idea. have the right angle of the phone in front of your face. It's got to be this distance away or not. You have to be wearing glasses or not. It's it's just not it's just not a good old, or, or better alternative to a fingerprint scanner. I mean, sometimes even a pi- put, typing in the pin is quicker than fiddling about with a phone in your face trying to make get the eyes to match up with the binocular <laughs> shape thing on the screen. And it's just a complete waste of time. Now, if Apple get it right with this 3D thing that you mentioned, that will be brilliant because, you know, right now my, my phone is sitting on the, on the coffee table. And if it's a case of doing something with the phone and not having to pick it up and, and arrange it in, t- in front of my face one way or another for it to recognize me, and it just knew me from that angle laying down, that that is that's where the money is right there because... <laughs> Right, uh, uh, the way it is implemented right now is is not very not very quick. Do we all feel very comfortable with the idea of Apple having a big database of what our faces shape is? Well, they've so got a big database, a three D map of your, your face. You know, they've got they, my credit they've cards. They've got a database so. of everyone's um, fingerprints and uh, credit cards, and they're just they're held on the phone, aren't they? So. Uh, I whilst, think our, well, I say our privacy so. data that that ship sailed a long time ago. <laughs> I think it's probably true, Apple. but it, it yeah. Well, I think it probably I don't know. I, I, it doesn't desperately worry me. I must admit, but at the same time, I can think of situations where I wouldn't be entirely comfortable if that data got out. It seems. I mean, um, Apple Apple purposely um, hamper their uh, applications and online services by bending over to try and minimise how much stuff they centralise. So. I've got no doubt that your 3D face map or however they are going to do it is not going to leave the phone in the same way that your fingerprint doesn't leave the phone. It's going to need a wide-angle lens on the front as well. Yeah, I was thinking you're going to need a couple of wide-angle lenses, and I think they're talking about having infrared on there as well. So there's probably going to be quite an array of sensors up the top there on the little eyebrow that they've uh, got. But then there are people saying that because the, um, the cases have been released now and the power button is just that little bit bigger than the power button on all the existing iPhones. They're just going to move Touch ID onto the sides and, you know, panic over. It's I, just going to be Touch ID like everyone else uh, has known it. I think it'd be a shame to get rid of it. I, I really like it. And I think if that's one thing we've got in the last five years or so, it's it's made a big difference, I think, Touch yeah. ID. It's really. the one thing that when they first announced it, I seriously... Uh, doubted how useful that was going to be probably based on the experience that we'd all had up to that point with fingerprint yeah. sensors yeah. and they really 
hit it out of the park. And now I would, you know, I'd hardly consider a device if it didn't have a fingerprint sensor. But I remember thinking when they announced it and when the rumours were coming out that they were going to have a fingerprint scanner, I was, my eyebrows were raised as high as you can possibly <laughs> yeah, imagine. Really? Why? Yeah. yeah, it's true though. I mean, it's the one thing I really dislike about things like the... Um, the Lumia 950, which I still use use for photos from time to time, and and, and you sort of you fumble around. Where's the fingerprint? Oh no, I've got to put a pin number in it. It, it now seems so sort of old fashioned, doesn't it? In a, in a strange sort of a way. While we're reminiscing uh, about Apple technology gone by, um, Apple Pay for me. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I just I I always hear people going, "Well, I don't use Apple Pay." I would you I use Apple Pay nine times out of ten. I'm quite comfortable now. I go out without my wallet most times. It's very, very rare that I actually take my wallet. And if I haven't got my wallet, my wife's got her purse. So there's a card there. But like I said, nine times out of ten, everything for me goes through Apple Pay. It's uh, it, With the Touch ID, it's, it's brilliant. And I, in a way, I don't want them to change it. <laughs> I know they'll change it for the better. But, it's interesting. Um, when it first came out, I used it a few times. I thought, yeah, this is quite impressive. And I, I, I'm not sure I've used it in six oh, months. I, I barely yeah, take my wallet anywhere. Yeah, anywhere at all. It's, it's a, a nice problem, idea. Though. But I, I just I find myself, it's so easy to use tap to pay on your debit card that the idea of just even the effort of placing my thumb on the fingerprint reader of my phone is is more than just whipping out my debit card and, and swiping and, and, it. And, of course, it's much more secure than the debit card as well. I mean, that's but, one thing I really don't like is why all the cards come sort of contactless enabled whether you want them or not. And, actually, I don't want a wallet full of cards that people can take 30 quid off without even trying. But, but no, I just never got around to using it. I, I, maybe I should the, do. The way I look at it is, I, I yeah, it's not as convenient, James, as using my card if my card's there but a lot of the time I'm out and um, I keep my wallet in sort of a, a, a carry bag and I just leave it in the car so I n- never really use it but I have my phone in my in my right pocket my keys in my left with my change so there's no room to put a wallet in any of my pockets and I don't really want my pockets bulking down so literally everywhere I go my phone is there and it's just so easy it's like pulling out my debit card but I don't have it there with me, so... Well, we'll, yeah. we'll have to all try that in the next fortnight as well. Andy, Andy can use Samsung Pay, can't you? Oh, see? good luck. Yeah, that's not too bad. I've used it a few times, and it's worked quite well, um, especially if, uh, you know, I'm just going to get some, you know, chewing gum at the drugstore or something. But the problem I have, you know, over here is that so many... Sorry, brother, so few places actually have um, that set up properly in their stores that you can't use any kind of uh, tap to pay or 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 um you know cardless um yeah payment method it, it's amazingly primitive isn't it when you go, you go to america you, i mean i remember the first time i went you know couldn't find anywhere that took chip and pin i was thinking this is this is yeah. so out of date you know but at last time and I even there, now you know all the mach- better, all the but... all the all the uh, the card machines everywhere you know they've all they've all been updated to 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 accept cards with chips but so many stores have stuck a bit of cardboard in there yeah. saying, please swipe, because they've Still don't they've use not updated it, yeah. any of the software or firmware yet. Crazy. It's ridiculous. It, it's, amazing, it's, very it? un, it's very unreal and kind of insecure as well. But, um, you know, we were dr- driving around in Georgia and Alabama a couple of weeks back, and we were filling up at the petrol stations quite a lot. And again, you know, it could be 1976. You know, you're using cash. You're using, you know, a magnetic stripe on the back of your credit card and crossing your fingers that that doesn't get cloned. I mean, 
Just everywhere. You're using just... that little bit of uh, tracing paper that you put in that machine <laughs> and uh, you do like a little stencil on it. It was like a shoe yeah. measure, wasn't it? You yeah. know. Yeah. A couple of times I actually put the credit card in and it said, you know, please try again. And I did the old trick of, I don't know what the, whether this does anything, but you sort of breathe on the magnetic strip and rub <laughs> it with your thumb. And <laughs> I thought, geez, you know, it's t- 2017. So yeah, here's that it, magnetic strip a good rub before it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> here's a question: Why are Samsung doing things like Samsung Pay and Bixby, and not just surrendering to Google the way all the other manufacturers have? Is it because they're big enough they can actually try it on? Yeah, I, mean, I think they're just giving it a go, just the same way Microsoft gave you know gave it a go with Cortana. I mean, if they can do it, why not? I guess I guess I'm thinking that you know um, I mean Bixby's a case in point. I've got a, a a lovely flagship phone here with a button on it that is completely useless. And and yeah, you can remap it using uh, apps that Samsung keep trying to close down for reasons that I don't really understand. Given they won't give us Bixby, um, and and I can't help but think that it probably is inferior to Google Assistant. With all due respect, Andy, but then I don't really use these things. I mean, my, my main use of uh, right. voice activation stuff is, is is calling people in the car with Siri. Um, when periodically, well, most of the time it's absolutely fine, and then periodically, no matter who I say, it, it tries to send text messages to the first of my contacts instead of ringing anybody whose name is totally dissimilar. But, but I just wonder why they're putting all this effort in. I mean, you know, with, with Samsung Pay, you can kind of understand it because they're going to get a little cut out of every transaction that goes through Samsung Pay, same way Apple do. Um, but it just seems an awful lot of investment for not necessarily a very big reward, really. So I think if you were to compare an iPhone to a stock Android phone and you would say what are the differences that would make you use an iPhone then you would list out all of the all of the features you know live photos find friends app iMessage Apple Pay um, the camera you know and FaceTime FaceTime and I think this is what Samsung is has done and is doing and they're saying okay we need to put all these little gimmicks and gadgets on our phones so that they have the lock-in that an iPhone does. The problem is is that they're not quite as good as Apple at getting those apps and services that are successful in locking people in. Yeah, I think that's yeah, true. Yeah, it's also early days as well, to be fair. Playing devil's advocate, you know, Bixby feels like she's about a week old uh, compared with Google Assistant and Siri and even Cortana. So I think it's, it's still kind of early days. And I know that uh, Bixby's only really in South Korea and the US, but I'm almost certain that it'll only be a matter of time before it's in other countries in Europe and elsewhere. So even though the, the button is pretty useless right now, perhaps by sort of Christmas time, it won't be. We can, we can but hope, yeah. But then, you know, uh, even I may not have still got it by Christmas time and Cabrite will be on his 27th by then. So, <laughs> you know, so it's a bit hard to, to see that it's, you know, I mean, all joking apart, sorry, Kev. But, but I mean, the fact is you shouldn't really go launching a flagship and, and sort of regard it as acceptable. It'll be eight months before um, the features are actually all available to the people you're selling it to, I don't think. Or or they should say, look, we've got this button. We're going to release it in the, in the rest of the world as a programmable button um, but presently, we're going to be releasing Bixby, and at that point, we're going to send out a, a firmware update that makes it a dedicated Bixby button. That would be fair enough, I think. But what they have actually done is is created a button that, that frankly, is not any use at all. So, so just out of curiosity, what happens when you when you press it if you don't I'm have just, Bixby? I'm, I'm just going to. It, it, tell, right it tells you uh, this this is Bixby isn't unavailable. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, that is really that's pretty yeah. trashy, it, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it is it's, math. 
it's going to be interesting to see whether the Note 8 launches with Bixby in um, in the UK. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Right. I mean, what I don't understand is why they just didn't do what Apple did when they really sue me and say this is in beta. Um, therefore, right. you know, disregard any odd comments or anything like that and then build yeah. it up that way. But hey. It's interesting when you set Bixby up, you do get these little messages from her saying things like, now I, I am still learning things, so, you know, there'll be bumps in <laughs> bumps along the way in the road and you sort of go, oh, okay, we're just, basically it's in beta and they don't want to mention, yeah. they don't want to mention it yet. They sort of still ironing out the creases with it. I would tell you, but I've been trying to open this essay with my eyes, and it says "iris is not recognised," which is better than better than than, than uh, Microsoft, which says you don't have any eyes anyway. But uh, you don't have viruses, <laughs> Richard. You don't have any eyes. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, we've got loads to chat about, but I think we're probably going to run past the hour, and um, I think there's plenty for for the next episode anyway. Um, I really want to talk about your. Uh, I'll tease it, James. I really want to talk about your screens on your iPads, but I think we're probably going to have to leave that for the next one, unfortunately. Sounds good. Um, has anyone got anything else to add? Is it is it definitely WeChat then for us? Yeah, I, I, I think I've we can downloaded it, yeah. WeChat while you've been talking. Believe it or not, you can't set up WeChat without recording your voice print first. So Ooh. this is this has slightly stymied me in setting it setting it up whilst we've been recording. But it's, um, it's the Chinese it's just, government taking a full yeah, profile. That's what. Well, it is. they are. I worry about my face print being on Apple's servers. Quite how I feel about <laughs> what's, what's the name of the Chinese? It's the I can't remember the name of the corporation, isn't it? That, that's um, Chinese government. But for account security, you must register a voice print, voice print first. Read read di- read digits to create voice print. Voice print will log into WeChat with your voice. <laughs> so presumably it's going to start putting digits on the screen when I press start and I've got to say them. So Brilliant. Okay, so fun and games for the next one with WeChat. Yeah. Um, I think we're probably going to have to leave it there, gentlemen. Andy, thank you very much for joining us. Sorry, can I just say one quick thing? It's um, We're watching the news and we're, you know, we're seeing uh, escalation of rhetoric between uh, America and North Korea. And I saw that you know Donald Trump had said something about... Uh, fiery fury and i thought blimey it's still going on about the note seven <laughs> and on that, <laughs> that was terrible uh, yeah <laughs> thank you andy really Full worth well. the, the chat for that wasn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah it was <laughs> okay well andy you're you're going to be popping in and out aren't you or you um definitely i'll do my best yes good stuff well gentlemen it's getting late i i know that it isn't for andy he's uh he's raring to go it's uh quite early in the afternoon uh, but we shall leave it there, and uh, we shall reconvene in two weeks. So uh, definitely it's a goodbye from me, and uh, gentlemen. Goodbye. Good evening. And cheerio. <laughs>